A Misconception Removed Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Qadian, the Promised Messiah and Mahdi, salam, founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat, 2015, Islam International Publications Limited. About the author Born in 1835 in Qadian, India, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, the Promised Messiah and Mahdi, salam, remained dedicated to the study of the Holy Quran and to a life of prayer and devotion. Finding Islam the target of foul attacks from all directions, the fortunes of Muslims at a low ebb, faith yielding to doubt and religion only skin deep, he undertook vindication and exposition of Islam. In his vast corpus of writings, including his epoch-making Brahin Ahmadiyya, his lectures, discourses, religious debates, etc., he argued that Islam was a living faith, and the only faith by following which man could establish contact with his Creator and enter into communion with him. The teachings contained in the Holy Quran and the law promulgated by Islam were designed to raise man to moral, intellectual and spiritual perfection. He announced that God had appointed him the Messiah and Mahdi as appointed in the prophecies of the Bible, the Holy Quran and the Hadith. In 1889, he began to accept initiation into his community, which is now established in 206 countries. His 80 books are written mostly in Urdu, but some are also in Arabic and Persian. After his demise in 1908, the Promised Messiah was succeeded by Hazrat Mulvi Nuruddin Razialano, Khalifatul Masih I. On the death of Hazrat Mulvi Nuruddin Razialano in 1914, Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmud Ahmed Raziallahu, who was also the Promised Messiah promised son, was elected as Khalifa. Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmud Ahmed Raziallahu remained in office for nearly 52 years. He died in 1965 and was succeeded by his eldest son, Hazrat Hafiz Mirza Nasir Ahmed Rahmatullah Alayh, the promised grandson of the Promised Messiah After 17 years of meritorious service, he passed away in 1982. He was succeeded by his younger brother, Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmed, as Khalifatul Masih IV, who, having led the community to its present strength and global recognition, passed away on the 19th of April 2003. Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmed Khalifatul Masih V, Ayyadullah Ta'ala, is the present head of the community and enjoys the distinction of being the great grandson of Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Salam. A Misconception Removed, written by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian, the Promised Messiah and Mahdi Salam, in 1901, deals with some misconceptions regarding his claim. The Promised Messiah Salam, goes into exhaustive detail to define the true nature of his status as a prophet and messenger of God, and explains at length how his prophethood does not in any way contravene the concept of khatam in the finality of the prophethood of Muhammad Apart from resolving once and for all the extremely vital and contentious issue of khatam in a misconception removed, is also the last word in settling the dispute between those who believe the Promised Messiah to be a prophet of God and those who do not. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Nahmadu wa nusalli ala rasulihil kareem A misconception removed Some members of my jamaat who are less familiar with my claim and its supporting arguments and who have neither had the chance to study my books in depth 
nor have they spent enough time in my com- in my company to be fully informed. Sometimes counter an objection raised by an opponent with an answer which is entirely contrary to the facts. Thus, notwithstanding their adherence to the truth, they have had to suffer embarrassment. Only a few days ago, one of them was confronted with an objection that the person to whom he had sworn allegiance claimed to be a prophet and messenger, and the reply given was a mere denial, which was not correct. The fact is that in the divine revelations of which I am the recipient, words such as messenger, apostle, and prophet appear not once, but hundreds of times. How then can it be correct to say that such words have not at all been used? The fact is that such words are found with much greater clarity and lucidity now than ever before. Even in Barahin Ahmadiyya, which was published some 22 years ago, these words appear in no small number. For instance, one of the revelations found in Barahin Ahmadiyya reads, وَالَّذِي أَرْسَلَ رَسُولَهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَقِّ لِيُظْهِرَهُ وَلَدِّينِ كُلِّهِ In this revelation, this humble one has been clearly addressed as messenger. Later on in the same book, there is this revelation regarding myself. جَرِيَ اللَّهُ فِي هُلَّلِّ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ i.e. Allah's Messenger in the Garb of Prophets, alayhi salam. See Barahin Ahmadiyya, page 504. In the same book, close upon the above divine communication, is this divine revelation. Muhammadur Rasulullah, wal-lazina ma'ahu wa shiddaw al-kuffari ruhamahu bainahu. Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah, and those who are with him are hard against the disbelievers tender amongst themselves. Al-Fath 48.30 In which I have been named Muhammad, as well as Messenger. Then there is this divine revelation recorded on page 557 of Barahin Ahmadiyya. A warner came unto the world. Another rendering of which is, a prophet came unto the world. At several other places in Barahin Ahmadiyya, I have similarly been addressed as Messenger. Thus, if someone were to ask how it is possible for another Prophet to come after the Holy Prophet وسلم, who is Khatam al-Nabiyin, the simple answer is that no Prophet, new or old, can come in the manner in which you people seek the descent of Jesus وسلم, in the latter days. While you also believe that he will be a Prophet and that he will continue to receive prophetic revelation for 40 years, and will thus surpass the period of the Holy Prophets وسلم's prophethood. Such a belief is undoubtedly sinful. The verse But he is the Messenger of Allah and the Seal of the Prophets Al-Azab 3341 and the Hadith La Badi. There is no Prophet after me Bukhari publishes Categorically testify that this belief is totally false. I myself am strongly averse to such beliefs, and I resolutely believe in the verse, But he is the Messenger of Allah and the Seal of the Prophets. Al-Azab 33.41 This verse contains a prophecy of which our opponents do not have the least idea. In this prophecy, God Almighty says that after the Holy Prophet 
the door of prophecies has been closed till the day of judgment, and that it is no longer possible for a Hindu, a Jew, a Christian, or a nominal Muslim to assume the title of prophet, and that all the doors leading to prophethood have been closed except the door of Sirat Siddiqui, i.e., losing oneself in the Holy Prophet. Thus, he who comes to God through this door is clad by the way of Zil in the same mantle of prophethood, which is the mantle of the prophethood of Muhammad. As such, his being a prophet is not a matter for jealousy, for he does not derive this status from himself but from the fountain of the Holy Prophet and that too not for his own glory but for the glory and majesty of the Holy Prophet for this reason in heaven he is named Muhammad and Ahmad thus the prophethood of Muhammad in the final analysis returns to Muhammad albeit by way of Buruz and to no one else. So the verse Muhammad is not the father of any of your men, but he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the Prophet Al Azab 3341 publishes. Means that Muhammad is not the father of any man of this world, but he is the father of men of the hereafter, because he is a seal of the prophets, and there is no way of receiving divine grace except through his intermediary. Publishers. In short, my prophethood and messengership is only by virtue of my being Muhammad and Ahmad. And not in my own right, and I have been given this name because of my complete devotion to the Holy Prophet. This does not in any way change the true connotation of Khatam and Nabiyin, but the descent of Jesus from heaven would certainly change it. It should also be remembered that the literal meaning of Nabi is one who discloses the unseen after having been informed by God. Therefore, the title of Nabi would be justified wherever this connotation would apply. A Nabi has to be a Rasul, for if he is not a Rasul, he cannot be the recipient of knowledge of the unseen, as indicated by the verse, He does not grant anyone ascendancy over his domain of the unseen, except by whom he chooses as his messenger. Al-Jinn 72, 27-28 Publishers. Now, taking this connotation into account, if the appearance of a Nabi is denied, it will be tantamount to believing that this Ummah has been deprived of divine address and converse, because whosoever discloses matters of the unseen on the basis of divine knowledge would necessarily be a Nabi within the connotation of the verse, He does not grant anyone ascendancy over his domain of the unseen. Al-Jinn 72.27 Publishers Likewise, anyone who is sent by God will be called Rasul. The only difference is that after our Holy Prophet till the end of days, there cannot be any Nabi who is granted a new Sharia, nor can anyone be granted the title of Nabuat, unless it is through the Holy Prophet
and unless a person has arrived at such a stage of complete devotion to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he too is named Muhammad and Ahmad in heaven. He who falsely claims to be a prophet is an infidel. Publishers. The key to this mystery is as follows. The true connotation of Khatam and Nabiyin requires that if anyone calls himself a prophet, while there remains the slightest veil of estrangement, such a person will be guilty of breaking the seal of Khatam and Nabiyin. But he who is so lost in the Khatam and Nabiyin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he receives his, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, name, and reflects his, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, countenance, will, on account of this complete unity and harmony, be called a prophet without contravening the seal. For he is Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, through by way of zil. Thus, despite the claim of prophethood by the person who is named Muhammad and Ahmad by the way of zil, our Lord and Master Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, would still be the Khatam and Nabiyin, inasmuch as this second Muhammad is a reflection of the same Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and bears his name. But Jesus salam, cannot come without breaking the seal, inasmuch as his is a separate and distinct prophethood. And if no one can become a prophet or a messenger even by way of buruz, then what would be the meaning of the prayer Do bear in mind that Muslims have been promised every reward that was given to earlier prophets salam, and men of God. Among these rewards are the revelations and tidings which qualified the earlier prophets salam, to be called Nabi. The Holy Quran closes the door of the knowledge of the unseen to everyone but the Nabi and the Rasul, as is evident from the verse. Therefore, one must be a Nabi if he is to be given clear and unambiguous knowledge of the unseen. The verse testifies that Muslims are not deprived of the knowledge of the unseen. Also, in keeping with the connotations of this verse, knowledge of the unseen requires prophethood and messengership. But since it cannot be received directly, one has to accept that the only way left open for receiving this gift is through buruz, ziliyat, and completely losing oneself in the Holy Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do reflect upon this. Author let it be remembered that I do not deny being a prophet and a messenger in this connotation. It is in this very connotation that the promised Messiah has been designated a prophet in Sahih Muslim. If one who has bestowed knowledge of the unseen by God Almighty cannot be given the title of prophet, then tell me what else should he be called? If you say that he should be called a muhaddath, I would counter that no lexicon attributes to tahadith the connotation of disclosure of the unseen while Nabuwat means the disclosure of the unseen. Nabi is a word common to both Arabic and Hebrew. In Hebrew it is pronounced Nabi, and its root is Naba, meaning to prophecy on the basis of knowledge received from God. A prophet is not necessarily a law-bearer, but prophethood is a divine gift through which matters of the unseen are revealed. Since I myself witnessed the clear fulfillment of about 150 divine prophecies, how can I deny for myself the title of Nabi or Rasul? Since God has himself bestowed these titles upon me, why should I forsake them for fear of anyone else? I swear by God who has sent me, and cursed be those who fabricate lies about him, that he has sent me as the promised Messiah.
just as I believe in the verses of the Holy Quran, so do I believe, without the least difference, in the manifest revelation which has been revealed to me, and the truth of which God has demonstrated to me through repeated signs. I am ready to swear in the precincts of the Holy House of God, Baitullah, that the pure revelation which descends upon me is the word of the same God who spoke to Moses, alayhi salam, to Jesus, alayhi salam, and to the Holy Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The earth has borne witness to my truth, as has the heavens. Both have proclaimed that I am the vicegerent of God, but it was necessary, in accordance with the prophecies, that I should be denied. This is because those whose hearts are in veils do not accept the truth. I know that God will surely support me, as he has always supported his messengers, salam. No one can stand against me, because divine support is not with them. Wherever I have been denied being a prophet or a messenger, it has only been in the sense that I have not brought an independent law, nor am I an independent prophet. I am a messenger and prophet only in the sense that I have received spiritual grace from the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whom I follow, and, having received his name for myself, and through him, I have received knowledge of the unseen from God. But I have not come with a new law. I have never denied being called a nabi, prophet, in this sense. Indeed, it is in this very sense that God has addressed me as nabi and rasul. And it is in this sense that I do not deny being a nabi or rasul. As for my statement, I am not a messenger and have brought no book. It only means that I am not a law-bearing prophet. However, it must be borne in mind that should never be forgotten that despite being addressed as Nabi and Rasul, I have been informed by God that this bounty has not descended upon me directly. There is a holy being in heaven whose spiritual grace is with me and he is Muhammad, the Chosen One. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam It is on the basis of this relationship and by merging myself in him and by receiving his names, Muhammad and Ahmad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that I am a Rasul as well as Nabi, which in other words means that I have been commissioned by God and I receive knowledge of the unseen from him. Thus the seal of Khatam and Nabiyin remains intact, for I have received his name by way of reflection and zil through the mirror of love. If anyone takes offense as to why divine revelation has addressed me as Nabi and Rasul, it would be foolish of him to do so, for my being a Nabi and Rasul does not break the seal set by God. What a wonderful arrangement! In this way, neither the seal of the prophecy of Khatam and Nabiyin is broken, nor are the Muslims as a whole deprived of the fruits of prophethood, which are referred to in the verse, He does not grant anyone ascendancy over his domain of the unseen. Al-Jinn 72.27 But on the other hand, nothing would be left of Islam if Jesus salam, whose prophethood was established 600 years before Islam, was to come back again, in contravention of the verse Khatam and Abiyin. In answer to this, we can only expect abuse from our opponents. So let them abuse. And the wrongdoers will soon know to what place of return they shall return. Ashura 26.228 Publishers It is evident that just as I say about myself that God has addressed me as Rasul and Nabi, likewise do my opponents say about Jesus son of Mary, alayhi salam, that he will come again after our holy prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
since Jesus is a prophet, the same objection of the breaking of the seal of Khatam al-Nabiyyin will be raised against him as is raised against me. But I say that after the Holy Prophet who was Khatam al-Nabiyyin, there can be no objection whatsoever to my being addressed as Rasul or Nabi, nor does this break the seal. I have stated repeatedly that in accordance with the verse and among others from among them who have not yet joined them, Al-Juma 62.4 Publishers As Buruz, I am the same Prophet Khatam al-Nabiyyin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was 20 years ago in Barahine Ahmadiyya that God named me Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Ahmad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and declared me to be the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus, the status of the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Khatam al-Nabiyyin is by no means in peril due to my prophethood, since the zil is never independent of the original. Since I am Muhammad وسلم, by way of zil, therefore the seal of Khatam al-Nabiyyin remains intact, and the prophethood of Muhammad وسلم, remains confined to Muhammad. This means that in all events it is Muhammad وسلم, who remains the Prophet and no one else. Since I am the Holy Prophet وسلم, by way of Buruz, and all his perfections and excellences, including his prophethood, are reflected in the mirror of my Ziliyat, where then is the person who claimed to be an independent prophet? If you still do not accept me, then you should know that it is written in your own books of Hadith that the promised Mahdi will be like the Holy Prophet وسلم, both in character and appearance. His name will correspond to the name of the Holy Prophet وسلم, which means that he will be given the name of Muhammad and Ahmad and that he will belong to the Holy Prophet's وسلم, household. Footnote 26 It derives from my ancestral history that one of my great-grandmothers was from a noble Sayyid family and the descendant of Hazrat Fatima this was confirmed by the Holy Prophet وسلم, who said to me in a dream Salman is from the people of my household on the disposition of Hassan Publishers He named me Salman which means two silms A silm in Arabic denotes reconciliation This means that it is decreed that two kinds of re- reconciliation would be brought about through me. The first is internal reconciliation, by means of which the internal malice and rancor would be removed, and the second is external reconciliation, which will put an end to all the causes of external enmity, and by manifesting the excellence and greatness of Islam, attract people of other religions towards it. It appears that the one who has been referred to in the Hadith as Salman, Al-Mustadrak, Alas Sahihain Kitab Marifata Sahaba, Zikri Salman Farsi, Razialana, publishes, is also none other than myself, because the prophecy of two reconciliations cannot be applied to the former Salman. I declare, on the basis of divine revelation, that I am Persian by descent, and according to the hadith recorded in Khanzul Omal, the Persians are not only Israelites, but are also among the Ali Bayt. Khanzul Umal, Volume 12, Hadith 34132-34133, publishes. In a vision, Hazrat Fatima 
placed my head on her lap, and thus showed me that I too belonged to her progeny. This vision is recorded in Barahin Ahmadiyya. Author It is written in some traditions that he shall be from me. This is a very subtle hint that he will derive his spiritual existence from the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and will be a reflection of his spirit. This notion is strongly supported by the words which the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, used in describing his relationship with the promised Mahdi, Alayhi Salaam. For he went so far as to give him his own name. This clearly signifies that the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, wished to describe the Promised One as his own Buruz, just as Joshua was the Buruz of Hazrat Moses And it is by no means necessary for the Buruz to be a son or grandson of Sahib Buruz. What is essential is that in respect of spiritual relationship, the Buruz must have emerged from Sahib Buruz, and this mutual gravitation and relationship between the two must have been ordained from the very beginning. It would be wholly contrary to the splendid wisdom of the Holy Prophet that he should omit the description of the true connotation of Buruz and should rather say that he, the Promised One, would be his grandson. What has this to do with Buruz? If such a relationship was indeed necessary for Buruz, then why was the less perfect relationship of grandson preferred to that of a son? The fact is that while in his holy book Allah has negated the fatherhood of the Holy Prophet he has given the glad tidings of a Buruz. If this concept of Buruz was not true, then why were the companions of the Promised One designated as companions of the Holy Prophet in the following verse? And among others from among them, Al-Juma 62.4 publishes. One has to deny this verse before he denies the concept of Buruz. People who think in physical terms Sometimes link the promised one to the progeny of Hassan, sometimes to Hussein, and sometimes to Abbas. But what the Holy Prophet really meant was that the promised one would be his heir, just like a son, i.e. he would inherit his name, his character, his knowledge, his spirituality, and would reflect his very image. He will acquire nothing on his own, but will acquire everything from the Holy Prophet and will so lose himself in him as to reflect his very image. Just as he would acquire by way of zil his name, character and knowledge, so would he also acquire his title of Prophet. For the image formed by the Buruz is never complete unless it reflects the excellences and the perfections of the original in every aspect. Since prophethood is the hallmark of a prophet, it is essential that it too should be reflected in the image formed by the Buruz. All prophets, alayhi salam, have continued to believe that a Buruz is a complete reflection of his original, so much so that even their names become identical. Thus, just as it is evident in the context that naming someone Muhammad and Ahmad by way of Buruz does not make two Muhammads or two Ahmads, likewise addressing someone as Prophet or Messenger by way of Buruz does not break the seal of Khatam Nabiyin, for the person of the Buruz has no independent existence. The prophethood of Muhammad 
therefore remains confined to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam alone. All prophets are agreed that Buruz involves no duality, as his status confirms to this Persian verse. I have become you, and you have become me. I have become the body, and you have become the soul. So none should henceforth say, you are one, and I another. On the other hand, if Jesus comes back to the world, he cannot do so without breaking the seal of Khatam and Nabiyin. In short, the term Khatam and Nabiyin is the divine seal, which has partly been set upon the prophethood of Muhammad It is now impossible for this seal ever to be broken. What is possible, however, is that the Holy Prophet may appear in the world in the form of a Buruz, not once, but even a thousand times, and may by way of Buruz proclaim his prophethood with all its splendor and perfection. The advent of such a Buruz was ordained by God Almighty, as he says, and among others from among them who have not yet joined them. Al-Jumma 62.4 Prophets are never jealous of their Buruz, for he reflects their own image and character, but they are jealous of others. Just consider how Prophet Moses wept and cried on the night of Miraj and expressed his envy that the Holy Prophet had left him far behind. Just imagine how hurt the Holy Prophet would be if God were to say that there would be no Prophet after him and yet he were to send Jesus in contravention of his own word. Thus, Prophethood by way of Buruz neither detracts from Khatmin Abu'at nor breaks a seal. But the advent of any independent prophet would hit at the very core of Islam. And it would be extremely derogatory to the Holy Prophet to imagine that the monumental task of vanquishing the Dajjal should be performed by Jesus and not by him. It would also amount, God forbid, to falsifying the verse. But he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophets. Al-Azab 33.41 This verse contains an implied prophecy that prophethood has now been sealed till the day of judgment and no one, with the exception of the Buruz, who is the Holy Prophet himself, has the power to receive such manifest divine knowledge as is received by prophets. Since I am the Buruz of Muhammad that has been ordained since eternity, I have therefore been granted prophethood in the form of Buruz, and the entire world is powerless to stand against it, for a seal has been put, set upon prophethood. A Buruz of Muhammad was destined to come in the latter days with all the perfections of Muhammad and so he has come. Now, this is the only window through which one can get water from the fountainhead of prophethood. To sum up, prophethood or messengership in the form of Buruz does not break the seal of the finality of prophethood, but the idea of the descent of Jesus does break the seal, as it necessitates the negation of the verse, but he is the messenger of Allah and the seal of the prophets, Al-Azab 33.41, publishes. The Holy Quran does not contain even a hint of this absurd and un-Islamic doctrine. And why should it? 
for it runs against the very verse mentioned above. On the other hand, the coming of a prophet and messenger in the form of Buruz is substantiated by the Holy Quran, as is evident from the verse and among others from among them. Al-Jumma 62.4 Publishers There is a beautiful subtlety of expression in this verse. While it clearly mentions the people who will be counted among the companions, it does not expressly mention the person who was to come as the Baruz, i.e. the promised Messiah, and through whom those people would come to be counted among the companions of the Holy Prophet, and considered to be under his guidance. This deliberate omission is intended to signify that the Baruz in his own right would be a non-entity, Therefore, his prophethood or messengership in the form of Buruz would not break the seal of finality. This is why the verse treats him as a non-entity and presents the Holy Prophet in his place. The appearance of a Buruz has similarly been promised in the verse, Surely we have given thee abundance of good. Al-Qawthar 108.2 Publishes It means that in his time, Qawthar would be manifested, i.e. springs of spiritual blessings will flow freely and a great number of people will become true adherents of Islam. This verse looks with disdain at the need of physical progeny and promises, instead progeny by the way of Buruz. Although God Almighty has blessed me with the honour that I am both an Israelite and a Fatimite, and I partake of both bloods, I still give precedence to the spiritual relationship, which is that of Buruz. The aim of this discourse is that while my ignorant opponents accuse me of claiming to be a prophet or a messenger, I myself make no such claim. I am neither a prophet nor a messenger as they think, but I am a prophet and a messenger in the way that I have just explained. Therefore, false and evil is the thinking of the one who mischievously accuses me, of claiming to be a prophet and a messenger. It is only by way of Buruz that I have been made a prophet and a messenger, and it is only on this very basis that Allah has repeatedly named me his prophet and his messenger, but only by way of Buruz. My own self comes nowhere in between, rather it all belongs to Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus, it is that I have been called Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Ahmad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hence, prophethood and messengership have not been transferred to anyone else. What belonged to Muhammad remains with Muhammad. On him be blessings and peace. Humbly, Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Qadian, 5th of November 1901.